Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Amanda Lippman. I run an organization called Run For Something. I wrote a book called Run For Something. And now I host this show, also called Run For Something. My mission is simple. Find people who care about solving problems and help them run for office. Every Tuesday, I'll talk with amazing and incredible candidates and elected officials who are already making a difference. They're in local offices that might seem small and not so sexy, but are actually hugely important for your day-to-day life. Fixing our broken system will take all of us and people like you. Listen in every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today I have a unique guest. We met in person yesterday. But we've been talking for months months on Instagram and we are like we were introduced by a mutual friend and So, this is the backstory. This is Aditya Dits. Yes, we call nice him one. Dits. <laughs> so, our mutual friend Neil, who I call Chaos Coordinator, Set us up two years ago and you DM me and I never replied to you. <laughs> what, what, what did I DM you? I don't actually Did I remember. tell the people? Yeah, it's okay. Do you do Molly? <laughs> and I never replied. And then COVID Christmas comes along, which was this past December. And mm-hmm. Neil's like, why don't you talk to Dits again? You never spoke to Dits. And I was like, he asked me if I did Molly and I never replied. <laughs> and then you DM'd me. 
And guess what? We haven't stopped talking since. Well, I think I just like commented your stories because you always have interesting stories on Instagram. And, you know. You just commented. You just slid into the DM. But we haven't stopped talking since. That's true. Very true. And that a beautiful friendship was born. A beautiful friendship was born. And I think we're both hot, successful, smart, kind, mindful people. We both identify as extroverted empaths. Yes, thank you. We're cut from the same cloth. We both have strong moms who care a lot about us and will fight for, you know, their baby cubs. Yes, exactly. We have a lot in common. And now we're just friends. We're like BFFs. We talk a lot and about, you know, the, the, all the important issues, personal stuff, really, really everything that you'd want. <laughs> Long lost best friends. Yeah, soulmates doesn't have to be romantic. You can be friends too. Yeah, I want to talk about that briefly. Sure. You know, I'm a female, you're a male, mm -hmm. and this is not a romance. Mm -mm. And that's okay. And I guess you're going to probably talk about male and female friendships and platonic relationships. Are they possible? And I think, you know, it's difficult when you're younger, um, I think, because when you're in your college years and 20s, everyone's just trying to hook up. I think once you're in your 30s, you, you're looking for more than just, you know, casual sex. And I think... At some point, for me in my 30s, late 20s, early 30s, I developed a lot of very important female relationships in my life that were just friendships. So that's why right. you. I'd say early on in my 20s, I was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And now I have so many friends that are men. Yeah. And I think for me, like, it's good because when you're a guy, you have two sides, right? You have, like, the macho, like, oh, I want to watch sports and drink and gamble on God knows what. And then you have the other side, which is a little more, uh, you know, empathetic and you just want to talk about feelings and stuff. And... Honestly, these days I talk more to my my buddies' girlfriends than them because, you know, I might be in a little bit of an emo spot and I want to talk to that more, you know, feminine caring side than the dudes who are just like, oh, man, like, whatever, like, just move on, you know, you right. can just go hook up with someone, you know. Exactly. You, you want both sides. Yes. And I think our friendship was based off of being emo and dead inside, which we're going we to should talk about that. get into all of this now. So... You DM me. Mm -hmm. We haven't stopped talking since. Mm -hmm. And I had a breakup mm. from a 12-year relationship. Mm -hmm. You had your situation. But when we kind of started talking, we were both strong. And I think we were very <laughs> um, proud of the work we had done on ourselves with therapy and reflecting and COVID and just being alone and we were self-sufficient and that quickly changed. <laughs> All the work we had done just disappeared. 2021 has somehow been worse for us than 2020 or at least weirder. Weirder? March has been wild. March. It, are we in March now? Oh, wow. We're in Mar March. The past two weeks <laughs> have been a train wreck for both of us. They call it March Madness for a reason. Let me tell you. So... The reason I wanted the listeners to meet you is because I think you offer the male perspective and you're someone that checks all the boxes because, of course, honey, you were introduced to me as a possible <laughs> boyfriend. So, you know, you're a good guy. And so I want the listeners to hear both sides because we're kind of living parallel lives right That's now. That's right. That's right. So we're both armed and dangerous, and we're both ready for PQAP, which our friend Neil has coined PQAP post 
quarantine after party. Yes. And that's a term that he coined roughly May, June last year. And it represented the time where everyone was leaving their little cubby holes of quarantine and getting back out there in the world, seeing friends, going to the streets, drinking in the park, at least in New York. And I'm sure Miami's been in Pequap forever. We've been in Pequap since April 2020. Yes, yeah, so you guys basically had two weeks of lockdown. And you're like, all right, uh, you know, screw this, we're out. Exactly. But in this whole discussion of Pequap, me and Dits were like, we're going to go out there. We're going to meet guys and girls. We're going to meet as many people as possible and hopefully find a life partner because we're both in our mid-30s and I think we're ready-ish. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You've yeah. done a lot of dating. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where to, just where to begin there, yeah. We all know my dating experience. I grew up in a conservative home, mm-hmm. was with the same guy for 12 years. I guess we both had some sort of a commitment issue because clearly we didn't get married. And in COVID, I realized I want to get married. Right. That's. I mean, that's great. COVID made us all realize a lot of different things. And I think that's a revelation a lot of people had. Correct. And so I've frozen my eggs, as many of you know. And the kids are in the freezer, so there's no rush. I just, I'm out here meeting people and looking to kind of find that person, but there's no urgency. We have time. Tell me about your experience. I want to know about you because the listeners know about my past. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of different phases of dating for me. I want it all. It probably... You know, just for people to know, I grew up here in New York City, went to um, private school here, all boys, went to boarding school um, in New Hampshire, and then uh, college was in D.C., Georgetown. You know, after the, the preppy life, there's my family, which is like my mom's like the most Indian person ever. So like my parents are from um, Bombay and Delhi, and I go back to India like probably like twice a year. Like we have a home there in Bombay and Goa. My grandma is currently there right now. I'm going to go visit her in a week. And, you know, so there's, it's tough because to find someone when I think we're both very similar in that we're both, we have those Indian roots. We're also, we grew up in America. We're so coconuts. We're, we're coconuts, but we also have roots in India. But like, we can go to India and fit right in. Exactly. I think I've had my issues, you know, in terms of dating, you know, first you have your standard non-Indian girls, you know, whether it's Hispanic or white or black, you know, what, what do you want to call it? A lot of things worked, but then a lot of, you know, a lot of times I'd miss that Indian culture. And uh, I think I actually really connected well with Jewish girls because Indian and Jewish culture is very similar. Yes. But the struggle I had is a lot of, at the end of the day, Jewish girls often will end up, want to end up with Jewish guys and make Jewish babies, right? So that doesn't, didn't really fit for me. So a lot of like, you know, solid relationships that didn't really end anywhere. And then, so I said, okay, let's go for Indian girls. It's, you know, Indian girls really want Indian guys. So that, that was a, a good fit. And I was like, okay. And then there was some, issues with Indian American girls who didn't have a lot of the cultural aspects like speak the language and maybe the religion. But then I've also dated Indian girls in India where there were other issues such as not having um, independence or, you know, the experience living abroad. There was kind of a culture shock. So it's just like, it's so hard to find someone who I would say like, it doesn't have to be Indian American, but like Indian with roots in London, uh, Dubai, Hong Kong, like global citizen with roots in India. Cosmopolitan Indians. Yes. So that's your experience with Indian girls. Right. I mean, and I, I also mentioned just dating earlier, like, you know, on the 
using the dating apps was obviously the main way to meet people. Um, my longest girlfriend was actually a Jewish girl we met at a bar in New York. So back in back in the day, when people met organically, when people met organically, pre like I think Hinge had just come out, and I was like, "This is dumb," and I think that was one way people would meet each other, and it worked out. And then I think when I was so after that, you know, at some point I went to business school, and in my second year of business school, I was single, and it was a whole new world of dating since then. Um, it was all about the apps. Like, I don't know how anyone else met. And sure, you had, let's call it dating in business school. Um, and people, it, it would work sometimes and it wouldn't. And I didn't meet anyone there. And I said, okay, the only way to meet people, it seems, is through friends of friends, which you try it. We've both out. done that and met psychotic people. <laughs> yeah, either I've met psychotic people or I've met people who just had to be friends, right? So, yes. So the, the psychos come from, from, can come. Like, I, I thought that when you meet through friends, nothing bad can happen. That is just not true. Someone I met through friends was engaged. Oh my God. Yeah. It is what it is, dude. Like people are wild. So I think the, the moral of the story is you, have, you can have good and bad experiences in both ways. Like I've had great experiences on dating apps. I've had horrible experiences on dating apps that drove me to therapy. I've had good and bad experiences through setups. So I, I, you know, I guess just never let your guard. So what I want to know is you just said therapy. Is mm -hmm. that why you started therapy? Because of dating? Did girls wreck you and they drove you to therapy? Yeah, there was uh, there was one or two girls on the dating apps that I just, I was completely, I wouldn't even, I never want to play the blame game, but it definitely was a breakup that was very difficult for me to process. And I was very against therapy and therapy, like it helped me get out of a very dark place. And it did lead me to do some very interesting behaviors, such as let's say organizational dating, as I would want to call it. And, you know, I don't use therapy as much as I used to. Um, just, you know, recently I actually just found out something. So I went back to my therapist. Which so we'll I, get to. Well, I haven't, I haven't talked to my therapist in a month. And now I'm like, you know, just just lay out my schedule. You're doubling down. This is my schedule this week. <laughs> Monday was therapy, like, over Zoom. Tuesday was group therapy, a.k.a. a, you know, pizza session with Anisha and some friends. This is technically therapy number three. Yeah. And then talk to my therapist again tomorrow for I'm, I'm with you. All of that was my therapy, too, <laughs> considering the march we have both had. Mm. What is organizational dating, hon? So basically, uh, for me, I kind of created a system whereby it's easier to date multiple people at once. And I, I know that sounds terrible, but in the sense, in the early days of dating, you kind of have to. Because at least pre-COVID, and even maybe the summer of COVID last, last year, it was very difficult to actually get dates in the sense that people are always canceled. So you have to deal with flakes. And flakiness is the single biggest problem with dating apps, in my opinion. It's rude. It's I'd, say, I'd say flakiness is one, and catfish is probably two. Um, and when I say catfish, I mean like someone using a photo from 10 years ago. Right? right. But I'd say flakiness is worse. At least you're showing up as a catfish, right? I was like, you know, respect my time. <laughs> so I used uh, a method of organizing my dates in the spreadsheet, which was just like, you know, who am I seeing, which days. Uh, you know, where do they work, where do they live. And it's just easier to be like, oh, I can organize my week better. I can go meet this person near their apartment. Therefore, they can't cancel on me. Right? That's right. the whole point of doing it is that if you're going to cancel a date on me and it's two minutes from your apartment, you're, never, you're not really invested. You're an awful human. I wouldn't even go that far. It's just you have different priorities. I'm intense. Like you, you just don't, either you don't respect my time or you don't have the same priorities, in which case if it's not going to work out, you know, two minutes away from your apartment on a Thursday, it probably won't ever work out. Right? Correct. So. So what did you get? What was the conclusion from this Excel sheet of dates? Um, 
I concluded that it was a good way to date multiple people at once, which was needed because had I not, I would have never really, I honestly don't think I would have had any kind of even temporary relationship had I not done that. COVID made things a little bit different where I think like, I think people were a little less flaky and everyone was like, oh, I need to settle down with someone. I need to you know, have at least- People were trying to get quarantine boosts. Quarantine boosts, seasonal boyfriend, we don't want to call it. Like I, you know, I dated someone over the summer, I dated someone over the fall and then it's over the winter like it's yes. just it's just how it goes um and so i am no expert in covid dating i'm still figuring it out but whatever makes sense for, for you I, I think like even going into a relationship and be like this is a short-term you know a short-term hang yes whatever you want to do to make it until pequot which really is the goal right now right we're trying to make it to summer i think like i think if you're currently in a relationship with someone like you should be you should be ready for it to end. <laughs> I hate to say that. <laughs> I mean that both on your end and their end. Because yeah. let me tell you, come May first or June first or whatever it they're is, they're bouncing. Either they're bouncing or you're bouncing. The odds of you both staying together, like unless you are planning to have a baby with this person, you should not stay together. Yes. This is going to be the greatest summer of all time. Summer twenty twenty one. At least in America. I don't know about other places. I mean, we're gonna be everywhere. So. <laughs> Yeah, so now you did mention earlier that, you know, Jewish girls want Jewish babies. I think as an Indian woman, I want a cute little Indian brown baby. Mm -hmm. So would you say as an Indian guy, there's pressure from your parents, like you want an Indian girl? Like you dated everyone and now you're like, I, oh, wifey is Indian. I think they would say all else equal, you should marry Indian girls because it's easier with the cultures. Yes, it's and, pra I'm practical. Right, it's like already you have the same like religion, you have the same understandings and beliefs and it's just easier. But they wouldn't say no to a non-Indian. Like my sister married uh, a white guy, a Caucasian guy. Right. And my parents couldn't be happier. And they knew my sister has never dated Indian guys and has never been interested in Indian guys. It's her preference. So I think, you know, at least on the Indian dating scale, I think like, like white goes right after brown. Yes, <laughs> I mean, that's that's just the way it is. And I think my parents were just like, as long as you date someone who makes you happy. And I think it was all about values, like family values uh, and culture, which is more important than religion. Like if the families have the same, have still the same ethics, then that is the type of person they want to see. A good human, basically. Yeah. Good human with good values and good, you know, a family that upholds them. Definitely. And are you looking to get married? I am not gonna lie, and I think it scares people because when I say that, I just mean I'm looking for something serious. But that doesn't mean I want like a quarantine boot till peak crap either. I'm a human. <laughs> Why can't I be allowed to say both? Yeah, no, you absolutely can. I think that first of all, you can always change your mind. You know, there was a time where I had no interest in any type of relationship. And then over COVID, I was like, okay, I could. But that be was us. That's when we bonded. We're like, we're emo. We're dead inside. We're not looking for anything. So, so just to rewind, the you know our mutual friend Neil went to business school with me and the person who introduced us. And he, I grew up with him. He he came up with this idea of being dead inside all the time, which really you know it's not good. But when you're coming off like a pretty traumatic heartbreak or traumatic experience, just trauma. Let's call it relationship trauma. Which I've had. The. Honestly, like therapy was helpful, but the Neil Patel experience of being dead inside did help me. And I was always dead inside after the breakup. I just didn't call it dead inside. I was just like, I'm going to reject everybody and focus on myself. And then you become, 
you know, self-sufficient, which is great, but then you end up missing out on a lot of people and you don't open yourself up to life experiences. Like I look back now and I think, oh, you think you're so hard because you were single for three years? No, dude. Now you, you're kind of late in the game and you're trying to get on apps now at 36 <laughs> and you don't get it. And you're a fucking weirdo. I mean, there's different ways to be that inside. For me, I actually still did meet people. I still dated and whether it was concurrently or even there were girls that I had exclusive relationships with. But I I think I just never really opened myself up emotionally, right? You because open, you don't want to be hurt. Right. And <laughs> I was right not <laughs> no, to do that. I was right too, guys. I think it, it is difficult. And the, the dead inside thing is like, you can still be very affectionate. Cause like, you know, I think we're both empaths. We're both like, yeah. we're both like cuddling. We both like yeah. all that. Hugging. And I didn't grow up in an affectionate home. Okay. I will say my ex did that for me. Right. That it's okay to say, I love you. It's okay to yeah. hug and kiss. And now my family's like that too. Okay. But I didn't grow up around that. Like we are that typical austere Indian family. Mm-hmm. Now we hug and kiss. I say, I love you. We say, mm-hmm. I love you. but. I learned that from someone else. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's dating in your thirties is very difficult, but when you, you know, I want to go back to what you said late in the game. I don't think so because what I've learned (laughs) is that things can happen very quickly. What I've also learned is that when things happen quickly, it's just probably a a hot mess. It's a hot mess. So, but we are intense people. So we fall hard. Here's, here's what I struggle with. (laughs) is my relationships, like the very stable girls and stable relationships I have, there's no passion, right? It's like very like, this is very calm and steady and whatever. And the passion isn't there. But then I get into these like, like four to six six week flings where it's just like the most passion ever. And it just completely unstable and just blows up. And it's like, I, I waited two years to like open myself up emotionally. And then as soon as I did, it was just, Bam. We're going to get to it because I waited three years to open myself up emotionally. And let's just say me and Dits went down in flames hard. We're, we're almost just like, I think our... And at that? the same time. What is it? Our spirits or our chi is like always aligned. We're like, we're like dead inside at the same time. We open ourselves up at the same time. We fall hard for some at the same time. And then we get wrecked And then the we get wrecked time. at the same time. It was just like, you know... I was so hopeful in in February. Just actually, just just sort of as a backstory, I I got COVID <laughs> at the end of January, and then spent February recovering, and then that's when I started my most recent relationship with, which really just was a complete roller coaster before just dying off a cliff. So I'm going to get into what just happened to me because yours is like <laughs> a Netflix eight episode documentary that we're going to try and like skim through i don't know how it's very interesting but i'll get into mine and okay. let's get deep now right it's going to get deep because it's been a rough week me and dits are laughing right now but if you don't laugh you cry so yeah you get, that's why you laugh a few days ago i was sobbing and i'm not a crier because i've been dead inside right yeah and i cried you know i haven't cried in years i realized <laughs> me either but i cried once when i was vulnerable within the relationship once or twice. And then once the relationship hadn't quite ended, but I knew it was ending and it needed to end. And I I had a little nice, you know, three minute cry in the bathroom. And then that was it. And then I, I think I'm done now. 
I now have, I'm just angry. I have this rule of I'm only going to cry if someone dies. Because okay. that's like there's not nothing is that big of a deal unless someone dies. Okay, I cried well not to get political, I did cry when Vital and Daylight came out. That was kind of an emotional cry. I didn't. It was great, but I didn't. Sorry, it was actually it was more for Auntie Couple. Okay. <laughs> so I sobbed uh three days ago for like forty eight hours and that hasn't happened. Oh my god. No. I mean you knew. I didn't realize it was that bad. But you was... weren't in your shithole yet. Yeah. I <laughs> you was... were still happy. So I didn't want to bother you. No, but actually... I the... bothered everybody No, no, else. here's the thing. I actually was unhappy. You just didn't know. I just didn't really, like, let it manifest. But I was... I think we were in the same space. I just wasn't, like, ready to call it yet. I was like, this relationship can still be saved. And then it couldn't. It was over. Okay, well, I called everybody else and sobbed to everybody else. Mm -hmm. But let's dive in i'm gonna start okay go okay ahead. so in december guys i met a guy and he was younger he's younger than me and i was set up with him okay the guy was hot as fuck but if you know me if you know dits we're sapiosexuals looks are great i see hot people all the time especially doing what i do and coming from miami if you're from new york you're a bougie dude. I'm sure you see hot girls all the time. Like I see good-looking people all day, so it doesn't really do much for me. I want you know connection, and I want to know like, can I bring you around my friends? Can I have a conversation with you? Can I bring you around my family? All important personality, like a connection. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Okay, and now we're equipped, right, to handle this dating world because we've been working on ourselves we're armed and dangerous except two, two years of working on yourself three for three me three for you two yeah. for you so i meet this dude in december hey guys i hope you enjoyed listening so far stay tuned for part two we recorded this in the second week of march and everything that transpires in part two happened in the first week of march it has been a heavy two weeks and we are recovering. I have been in a very strange place and I love you guys so much. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Bye. 